Welcome to the Keep the Change podcast. You may have heard the saying that the only constant in life is change, but if your experience is anything like mine, then there's probably things in your life that you've never been able to get past or change. But let me tell you that there is hope. Here on this podcast, we look to the life and teachings of Jesus for that hope and see that he's actually given us ways to find change that we can keep. Well, my name is Mike Lane. I'm the Life Group's Life Missions Pastor here at Life Church in Albany, New York, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Bill McCormick. Welcome to Season 1 of Keep the Change. Well, friends, welcome back to episode two uh, of Keep the Change podcast. Uh, so glad that you have come back to hang out with us. We didn't scare you off on the first round, so that's a, that's a win. Um, and today we're going to jump in to talk through uh, really what does it mean to follow Jesus? Like, what is a follower of Jesus more specifically? And uh, I'd love to kick off with the idea that I think if you were to ask a uh, hundred different people or you were to go through the lobby of, uh, of a church on Sunday and ask different people, what does it actually mean to live a life dedicated to Jesus or to be a fully devoted follower of Christ? Um, you'd likely get many different responses. Mm-hmm. And as Bill and I were kind of talking through this idea, we realized like our idea of what it means to be a follower of Jesus has has changed over the years. And Bill, share a little bit about what that journey has been for you. Yeah, when I, when I first was involved in church, and so, you know, we're talking over 30 years ago, to be a follower of Jesus meant you served at the church. I remember one of the first Sundays that we, my my wife at the time and I and our kids were there and they were like, oh, we can use you. And so we felt wanted and needed because we could perform a job or a duty. And I actually became Sunday school superintendent. And that's what it was for me, Mike. It was all about what I did for the church, not even what I did for God. It's what I did for the church. It's my, it was really a works mentality that, mm. that I had then. What about you? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, growing up, I think it's had, it's had some evolution to it in a sense, mm-hmm. because I think growing up, it just meant, oh, we went to church. Like it was just right. simply attending. And yeah. in the context I grew up in, we had Sunday morning services, Sunday night services, Wednesday mm-hmm. night services, Friday night Bible studies, sometimes Tuesday night prayer meetings. And it was like to be a follower of Jesus meant that you were at every event that the church had. It's like a full-time job. Full-time <laughs> job. I mean, it was like five, five nights a week you yeah. were doing something wow. with the church. And that's what it meant to follow Jesus. And again, because I didn't see my faith actually changing my life, then I decided, okay, I don't really want to go to 19 services right. a week. I'm just not going to do it at all. <laughs> so then when I became a follower of Jesus and really began to devote my life to him, like we talked about in our stories in the first episode, it, it became a little bit about what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It started to kind of lean itself towards like just being involved. I'm, I'm volunteering, I'm yeah. serving, I'm helping teach a Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, preaching occasionally for my context of being, you know, in full-time ministry. And it was, it was doing mm-hmm. things. Um, and I think some of that misconception and the reason why, if you were to ask different people and maybe your answer probably varies whenever I first said that statement is because we all have maybe a different reason for why we follow mm-hmm. Jesus. The why is so important for the the what does it mean to be a follower? Right. Um, because I know for me, and I, again, I'd love to hear from you, Bill, but I always kind of viewed God as like this kind of distant um, cosmic police officer is how I like to describe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That was like just waiting to give me a speeding ticket. And so as long as I did everything that was right, yeah. then I was okay. Like as long as I was doing the right things and doing the Sunday school and attending and all those things, like I wasn't going to get my speeding ticket. Right. And 
you know, if I'm doing something out of an obligation or as a fear of getting in trouble, like that doesn't actually lead to a real relationship with God. It yeah. just kind of, it's just kind of me trying to stay out of trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I don't know what, what you feel like your reason was why. So, so at first it was similar to yours in that it, it was, you know, I saw the, the old guy with the flowing white robe and the beard and, <laughs> and stuff. And, and he always had a scowl on his face. He was the dad. He was the, the disciplinarian dad that when I was going to get out of line, he was going to be there to smack me. And, uh, but then as I grew older and I came into more relationship with Jesus, then I saw God as the cosmic genie that if I did everything just the right way, if I prayed just the right prayer, if I said hallelujah at just the right place and raised my hand at just the right time in just the right way, I would get everything I was praying for. And of course, both of those are, are not true mm -hmm. and, and not right. Now I've come to understand that, you know, God and the, the image of following Jesus is because he, because of the love he has for us and the love that I want to return to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when I now think about what does it mean to follow Jesus and why I follow him is because like, who else would I follow? If right. we look at the life of Jesus, there's never been someone more loving, more full of compassion, more full of self-sacrifice for mm -hmm. other people. Um, and he didn't just give us like these kind of ambiguous Chinese proverbs mm -hmm. about life. He actually gave us truth about our reality. Yes. And things that can actually have a bearing on our life mm -hmm. here and now. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's part of what we want to look at is the truths about reality that he does give us. Um, and so uh, the, we talked about the discipleship truths that we're going to be working through. And this episode, we're going to work through discipleship truth number one. So um, Bill, tell us about that. Yeah. So discipleship truth number one is the way that Jesus taught and modeled feels upside down compared to how we naturally think we should live. And what I talked about in the last episode is, you know, Jesus's ways are, are counterculture. They go against the norms. They're not, quote unquote, normal. In fact, they're the opposite of that. Uh, you know, how the natural world thinks, how the natural culture thinks. Jesus's ways are, are upside down, topsy-turvy. 180 degrees difference that that's the truth we're going to look at today yeah, yeah i mean kingdom living like you said it's it's contrary to the cultural norms it's it's contrary to our natural way of doing things and so a life spent following jesus is is a choice to follow his upside down mm -hmm. way of living like that's what it means to follow him is to look at that and to begin to replicate it i like to think of it as an apprentice right. uh, an apprentice of jesus which is what i think we're all called to be doesn't just watch what the master or the teacher is doing, but he mm -hmm. actually is watching for the sake of actually applying and doing it himself too. So he can become um, a master of that craft or that trade. Um, and so the pursuit of Jesus's way of living is, is, is often referred to that as, as discipleship or as apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. It's a daily choice that we allow God to kind of rewire everything about who we are, our relationships, our goals, our priorities, and, and then see, um, and then how we see ourselves and, and how we view everything else. And it, it's just, it's so important to, to everything we do. And so that kind of leads me into the next question. If it is upside down, mm -hmm. you know, um, Bill, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What's a, what's a habit that you, that might seem upside down to others, but is not upside down in the way of Jesus. So, so I'm going to give two. So the first one's kind of like more secular. It's like just from my normal everyday life. So when somebody calls me to do something, a buddy calls me to go play golf or, or to go to go uh, kayaking or something, I'll always say, hey, I'll let you know. Let me talk to Sue and, and I'll let you know. And, and some of them are like, well, you got to check with your wife about everything. Yes, I do, because we're partners in life together. And I never want to just assume that that I can go do whatever, whatever I want to do. And that's upside down. That's a habit that 
some other people just don't get. On the more spiritual side of things, you know, I'm in business and I always tell the truth, even when it costs me. And I've been in some situations where I've had to tell the truth about some business deals and it's lost me business. And I've had some other business people say, oh, I never would have done that. I just would have kept my mouth shut. What they don't know won't hurt them. And that's upside down. And, um, you know, I've always benefited from that just from the peace of mind, knowing that I that I did the right thing. So what about you, Mike? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me, like in a practical standpoint, is just like is the things that I'm in, involved with in life. Uh, you know, prior to following Jesus, there was a lot of things that I did or people that I associated yeah. with that yeah. um, that I don't now. Not that I don't love them and still maybe have a degree of mm -hmm. relationship with them, but I realize like the things that I'm going to do now need to be reflective of right. the fact that I want to follow Jesus and that everything that I do is um, is not, is not neutral. It's, it's negative or positive towards me and mm -hmm. towards my character and towards my way of following him. Yeah. And so the practical aspects of what I do with my life and my free time and my hobbies reflect that. And I think like you said, on maybe on a more spiritual level and it, it seems practical too, but it's like something that feel, felt upside down to me was, was not responding in anger to things. You know, yeah. when the person cuts you off in traffic, my natural <laughs> inclination was always to want to curse that person out mm -hmm. to ride their bumper. Yeah. And as I begin to learn to live into the way of Jesus and follow him, I learned that part of what he wants to do is change that about mm -hmm. me. And so that my first response isn't anger, but maybe my first right. response is actually, Hey, maybe that person's, there's something really stressful going on in their mm -hmm. life. That's causing them to, to be like this, Yeah, you know, but again, it feels totally contrary and, and countercultural. Definitely takes work. Yeah. And yeah. in the kingdom of God, it is, it's, it feels like I said, we've said it multiple times now upside down, but let, let me just kind of clarify about what the kingdom we're using that word kingdom. God's own kingdom, it isn't a, a nation or a geographical area. When we say kingdom, we're talking about it's a way of living. That, that it means it's a way of living. And the gospel that is uh, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel is the good news that Jesus, um, backed by God's authority, was a new kind of king who came to kind of rescue us, mm -hmm. who came to restore God's reign over not just Israel, but everyone in uh in the world and god's new kingdom isn't just a nation or a geographical area it's a way of living and so this means that a life spent following jesus is is choosing to pursue this new way of of kingdom living and i think that's again it's the good news of the gospel like we talked about before that we get to engage in this new way and we get to see and look at the life and the ways of jesus and find that by engaging in them there's this incredibly beautiful benefit for our lives this fruit this mm -hmm. experience that we get to have yeah, yeah. You and, say something? Well, well was, you know, just in that definition, you can see the counterculture. You can see how it's upside down because a king, especially in Jesus's time, a king was always a conquering king. Mm -hmm. He always came in with with military power. Jesus came in with a whole different type of power. In mm -hmm. fact, when the religious leaders came for him, he gave himself up for, for us. And, and so I think, you know, right there, we see that upside down way playing out. And I think that was just important to point out. Yeah. So I think let's uh, let's look then to the gospel, to the good news of Jesus and observe some things about his life, observe some things about uh, this new kind of way of living in this upside down kingdom and uh, and find what is what did that look like for Jesus and his disciples? And so what I want to 
challenge you with and the practice or the exercise this week is to simply do some reflection on scripture. And I want you to read some specific passages within the gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John within the New Testament. I want you to read Matthews chapter three and four, and then Mark chapter one. So Matthew three and four, Mark chapter one. And as you read through these chapters, I want you to ask God to give you kind of a deeper understanding of what Jesus's mission was and what he asked of us and for those that he was interacting with in person um, as we choose to follow him. What was he asking of those people? What was he asking of us? And then also just kind of see what else pops out to you about who, about his nature, about who Jesus was, the way he interacted with people and talked with people, because I think that will help to uh, paint a better picture of just who he was and who God is. But that's that's the the challenge for this week. Do that, read that, and uh, you know, see share share some of your reflections with somebody else around you. Yeah, and I think as you read that, look for ways that Jesus was counterculture. Look at ways that Jesus's thinking and teaching was upside down, and then ask yourself the same question that Mike and I answered: How do you see some things in your life that are upside down from from what your friends think and what what others around you think? We'd love to hear uh, hear that from you also. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode to keep the change. And uh, we can't wait to be with you next time.